In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I am thrilled to be doing my radio show from the New Jersey Shore. I am on vacation with the kids, my poor husband's back home on Long Island, working really hard. But um, I am taking a much-needed vacation, and it's so funny. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who kick and scream and say, but there's no time to take a vacation. I must say, in the, it's so, so important to recharge your batteries. And it's not that as entrepreneurs that we're ever really off, our minds are always working. And I call it like a formulation mode that even though we're on vacation, our minds are not doing our day-to-day duties. Our minds are working and we're strategizing and trying to figure out for ourselves what our next step is going to be. And it really, really is important. So that is part, I'll use that as part of my business tip of the week. But I also wanted to mention um, that when we go on vacation, it is so, so important to try to shoot an email to your most important clients, just keep everybody informed that you will be on vacation. You'll be happy to get back to them in case it's an emergency. But you know what? People respect the fact that you're on vacation. Um, but just communication is super, super important. So that is my business tip of the week. So we're going to move right along because we got lots to talk about today. Um, I have an incredible guest. He's actually a local um, person from Long Island, local for me, and um, his name is David Gustin. And how many times have you been out there and you walk into a bagel store and you see the everything bagel? Well, today our guest, David Gustin, is the creator of Everything Bagel. He's also the co-founder of 516ads.com and 631ads.com, as well as being a founder of LEARN, which stands for Let's End All Racism Now. So with that, I'd like to welcome David Gustin to Paying It Forward today. Good morning, David. Good morning, Josephine. Great to be with you today. Well, thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward because I think you're an amazing example of somebody that does so much for his community. So I think um, this is great. So 
David, let's talk a little bit about your background. Can you tell us um, tell us a little bit about your childhood? I know you've been on Long Island for a really long time. You uh, grew up in Howard Beach, correct, in Queens? Yes, Queens, New York, Howard Beach, Queens, yes. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your childhood. Did you ever think you were really going to be a creator, an inventor, an entrepreneur? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think ever I thought I was being a creator, uh, entrepreneur, everything. Uh, let me start by saying my childhood it was absolutely wonderful. I'm very fortunate. Uh, I have two wonderful parents, uh, you know, and uh, thankfully they're still with me today. I have a twin sister and an older brother and an older sister, and uh, we're a tight-knit group. And, uh, you know, so my childhood was wonderful. And as far as uh, thinking what I was going to be, I never knew what I was going to be, but I always knew I wanted to be a, a I didn't, maybe I didn't know the word as a, as a young kid, but a, an entrepreneur, I guess. Uh, you know, oh, like wow. so many in our day, delivering the newspaper at the time, uh, maybe being hired by a local business to put, uh, uh, you know, flyers in people's doors and, uh, you know, all those things that, uh, you don't see newspaper kids anymore. Uh, oh, something that's David. missing. <laughs> That's amazing, and I have to tell you something really funny. A lot of times when I ask this question to my guests, honest to God, the rate is about 90% of my guests on paying it forward have all had paper routes, including myself. So it's, it's amazing how as young, young individuals that we – I don't know. Me personally, I think if you're an entrepreneur, you've got that burning desire – to, you know, to be to be a business owner, even at such a young, young age. And um, it, I'm so happy that you're part of the Paying It Forward Paper Route group. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Paper Route teaches you a lot of good stuff, Warren. It gets you up early in the morning and deliver your papers, teaches you how to collect money, teaches you how to talk and communicate with people and customers, and, uh, and actually teaches you how to figure out your route of the best way to yeah. do it logistically, what block to drive up first. And uh, believe it or not, it's, as you know, and all of us paper route people, man, that's goes. it doesn't change that much in business. You're just delivering something else. But uh, and, and, David, how about those days when the guy, the paper, the truck would pull up and all the kids would be out there in the pouring rain and he just dropped those papers and they had one <laughs> tiny little piece of saran wrap you know, covering them, which meant that the papers were absolutely soaking wet. Oh, my God, or on the snow days or the really freezing days. Uh, <laughs> we were probably in New York, too. There was one day, I think it was like Christmas. It was like 25 below zero is the coldest day I ever remember. But uh, but we, we delivered our papers. <laughs> yeah, it's dedication. So you're so right. All, so many lessons learned from just being a baker out um, person. So, okay, so tell us some more, David. So... Uh, you know, so paper out a couple of jobs, but then, yeah, as a teenager, uh, skated into a bagel store one day and uh, got the job. Uh, bagel store didn't even have a name. It just said bagels on the top. Uh, and my boss's name was Charlie. Uh, came in after a hockey game, uh, got hired there to work, and uh, that was my first time. How did you until, get hired, David? How did you get hired? Did you I, tell me you were like, looking? Oh, well, like any kid. At the time, you know, when they're looking for work, what do you do? You go from store to store. You uh -huh. say, hi, you're looking for help? You know, what are you, 14, 15 years old? You just get your working papers? You're looking for anyone? You're looking for anyone? 
skated into the bagel store after a hockey game. Actually, I even remember him saying, I like that you came in with skates. You know, that you wanted it so bad <laughs> you came in. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the gentleman hired us, and, and we went to work there, uh, bagel business, uh, hard business, early in the morning business. Uh, in those days, they were still rolling them by hand. It's funny you mentioned yeah. earlier that you're on vacation. I remember distinctly when my boss went on vacation, when he came back and started rolling the bagels again, his hands swelled up, you know, like two grapefruits. And that's because it's such hard work that when you stop doing it for a while and come back, you know, you had to get used to it. And uh, that's what, when I first got into, uh, yeah, two, I worked there two years. It wasn't like I went there and created the everything bagel. But when I, after two years of working there, then that, uh, it wasn't even an everything bagel idea. It was a thought. We weren't looking to try to create the next new bagel. I was just cleaning up the store. Uh, one of my jobs was cleaning up, and that included cleaning out the oven. Uh, those are my favorite seeds because those were the ones that fell off the bagels over the course of the day, and they were the well-done ones. And I used to like to pick at those. And uh, one day, instead of sweeping them and throwing them out like I always did, I swept them into a bin. Uh, the next day, my boss came in. I said, Charlie, make some bagels with these. Uh, we'll call it the everything bagel and uh you know actually not too much time it, it pretty much spread it spread to the next store in lindenwood and stuff like that but uh what i like to tell people from a business standpoint is i didn't go home and tell my mom and dad hey i created the everything bagel today i said you know i'm going to play hockey and the reason i mentioned <laughs> that is sometimes in life you could create something but you didn't even know you created it i was we weren't trying to it just got popular uh you know, uh, it just oh, got popular because people, yeah, well, the name matters. It's funny talking about marketing and advertising, and hopefully we'll get more into that a bit later. If you look yeah. at Wikipedia, it's also known as the Mishmash Bagel, and it's also known as the All on Top Bagel. Like I tell people, I didn't create the Mishmash Bagel, I didn't create the All on Top Bagel, but I did name the Everything Bagel, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, that really... It's amazing, and it's a great bagel, and I do love them, David. <laughs> so I just love the fact that something so popular came from a concept, from your original thought that let's just give it a shot. What do we really have to lose, you know, by trying it? And it's so funny that once you really come up with something that's incredible, it's not long that it is copied. And, you know, I say that because... um I think of the runway as how, you know, we watch all the famous, you know, uh, actresses walk down that red carpet and within a matter of days you've got the expensive clothing that they probably paid thousands of dollars. Um, you can buy for a couple hundred dollars in your local store. So as entrepreneurs, as creators, we have to look at that as flattery, right, David? <laughs> I, I, I like, uh, I, I, I actually enjoy, uh, when I, I like to use the word share, uh, but copy's fine. Uh, when I create something, uh, many times I don't even put my name on it, but I, I do create it with the, uh, hope that people like it so much, yeah, that they'd want to spread it to uh, other people as well. So, yeah, that, that, that's, I, I like it when that happens, uh, you know, that's something I uh, enjoy. Uh, you know, you asked me about my childhood, and it's uh, two things. One, after you create something like the Everything Bagel, as far as where it leads me, it's almost like you want to create something popular again. 
you know, oh, just sure. to do it again. And I asked <laughs> me about my childhood and say it a little more. This isn't so much about my childhood, but I often wonder by myself why, you know, what got me into this kind of stuff? And I, I think it's because my initials are D-I-G. My name is David Ian Gusson. And, of course, that spells dig. And I think that yeah, actually that's... led me to thinking extra, uh, not not even knowing what an acronym was, but trying to just do cutesy things of working together with words and names and stuff and uh, well, ultimately led me to packaging great. things. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. We have so much more to dig into. How's that, David? <laughs> It's very nice. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break right now and we'll be back shortly with paying it forward. Thanks everyone. We'll be right back with more paying it forward with Josephine Jirasi, right after these on Toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and my guest today is David Gusson. He's the creator of Everything Bagel, and our first segment, we heard his fascinating story, how he invented the bagel, and um, we're going to continue on with his story. So, David created the Everything um, Bagel from, let's say, 1979 to 1980, around that time. And just about 1988, he became the creator of LEARN, which stands for Let's End All Racism Now. So, David, can you tell us a little bit how you got involved with that? What made you think? 
um, to create something like that? Yeah, uh, this will probably be my favorite segment of the show. Uh, you know, <laughs> to me, this is everything that led to everything. Everything that I do, it changed my life. Uh, first of all, I always wanted to do something about racism, you know, but what's a regular person to do? You know, I didn't even know about racism until I was old enough to read the newspapers, but I just knew that, like so many people I know, I just got along with people, or I didn't get along with them, but it had nothing to do with their skin color. But uh, like I said, what's a regular person supposed to do? Uh, me being a white person, should I invite a black person over for dinner or something? That's not really doing something about racism. You know, it's a nice thought, but it doesn't do anything. But, uh, you know, then one day, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Sally Jesse Raphael show, and there was a lot of different talk shows at the time. And they had skinheads on, and the skinheads were making audience members cry. They were saying these hateful things, and literally, audience members were crying. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like man, these people, are, I, I use the worst word, but for lack of a better term, these people are idiots, learn. And then I imagine, you know, millions of good people who don't have hate in their heart and think like, you know, I do, screaming, learn at these people on TV. And then I was like, learn, you know, learn what? There has to be something that anyone could say that if they're really against racism, not if they claim to be against racism and have some kind of agenda and racism actually might benefit them, but if they're like a regular person and they're really against racism, they'd have no problem saying it. And I thought for a while, and it hit me. Learn, let's end all racism now. And I knew immediately in my mind that that was a beautiful message. And then when I say beautiful, I mean for children. I, I, I have no right, nor would I. We're entrepreneurs. We got to be smart. We don't have time to waste our time. I wouldn't have time. I wouldn't waste my time trying to change the mind of any adult. But man, when it comes to educating, inspiring children, learn, let's end all racism now. I knew right away that was good. And then I made, well, I we made a logo. I, I can't draw a straight line, but I have a cousin who's an artist, and I described her what I want. I wanted to be red, white, and blue because I was taught that this is America, and America is the one country where people from all over the world come to try to make a better life for themselves. That's what I was taught, and that's what I believe, and I know so many people know that. So while racism exists, America is supposed to be about ending racism. And then I took the word racism and I put it into a broken heart. And the reason I did that was because what is racism? You ask a million people, you get a million different opinions. But to me, it causes the feeling of like a broken heart hovering over society. So like a regular person who would create this, what would a regular person do 20 years ago without the Internet? You write the newspapers, you write the politicians, you send it to the schools. Well, the politicians and the media, they ignored me. The schools loved it, and I donated to them. I never made a penny on Learn. I don't want to make any money. For me, it's about giving it to society. I wish they would take it already and start sharing it. But anyway, I, I sent it to the schools. So, so now what happened? So the politicians ignored you. How did you get into the schools, David? Did you just go to your local I took a regular envelope. I took a regular envelope. And I wrote the concept of learn, and uh, maybe for another show one day we'll talk about the concept of learn, but just the concept of learn, I, I wrote my thoughts on learn, and they liked it so much that they, uh, you know, turned it into a program, you know, uh, what you would do to end racism type of thing, and all the kids participated in an essay and stuff, and uh, over the years there was a school district, and, so it was in all the schools in New York City, 
Schools around okay. the world have seen it and used the logo. There was a school district in, uh, in Brooklyn, and for 20 years they had to learn oratorical contest. Interestingly, for 18 years it went on without me because, one, I wow. didn't even care. No, like I said, I never put my name on anything. But I remember there was a five-year-old boy. Every grade had their own winner. And there was a five-year-old boy. And when he gave his little speech, his little thing about ending racism, he said, just say hello. Just stop by saying hello. He went back to, like, Alexander Graham Bell as far as a way of breaking the ice. And, uh, you know, the warmth and the love, you know, we hear a lot of bad in our society but most people are loving, caring people. You know, they're invisible. But on, on that day, and, and I get to see it a lot, you know, there's a lot I of good going amazing. on. I think it's amazing. Yeah, David, it's like you really, truly started a movement, which is why I thought you were such an incredible guest for paying it forward. And it truly is rewarding. And like you said, even though your name's not on it, you know within yourself that you've changed the lives of so many people. And I think it's great. So where does Learn stand today? Uh, over the years, it's evolved. Uh, one, Learn, the original Learn was let's end all racism now. Yet, even if someone talks about racism, even ending racism with the most loving of hearts, people could make it controversial. I get it. So we tweaked LEARN, and LEARN also became the acronym for love, excellence, and respect now. Because while okay. the child, people might have a problem with racism, nobody should have a problem with love, excellence, and respect. And the latest LEARN is just LEARN with a heart. And I'll, you know, LEARN with a heart next to it. And I'll let everyone interpret it how they want. But to me, as the artist, for lack of a better term, you know, quiet knowledge of love, quiet knowledge of loving, positive thoughts. Uh, my thought on this whole thing is in a world bombarded by negativity, goodness needs to speak up. And the key to it is this. In comparison, 86% of what we read in here is negative. We're bombarded by negativity. And yet, so in comparison to that, goodness is fragmented. Goodness is quiet. Goodness is the dad uh, picking up the kids for the Little League team. Goodness is the mom running a Girl Scout cookie event or anyone doing good stuff. So in comparison to the bombardment of negativity that our society faces, my thought is goodness needs to speak up in a unified voice. And as long as it's going to, it might as well say something smart. Uh, I, when I was in high school, I didn't take my SATs because I didn't want to know how dumb I was. But I am certain. How did you get away with that, David? I, I didn't care. I, I didn't care but about really, college. really, the school did not, you didn't have to do it? No, people like, don't have to take that. we didn't have an option. Oh, it might have changed over the years. But to my knowledge, you know, people don't have to take their SATs. It might have changed. Oh, wow. But uh, okay. to me, if change is ever going to take place in this world, I do believe there does need to be an attitude adjustment. I believe most sensible people are a little concerned and certainly have a right to be with what's going on in this world. And I'd like to say if... Uh, if there's going to be a change, if we expect the change to come from politicians and the media, we're going to be waiting for a long time. It's going to come from regular caring people. And uh, just one more thought on this racism thing, and, of course, I'll answer any questions you want. But it is the way I look at it. If there was a fire, we call upon firefighters to put it out. If there was a disease, we'd hope that doctors would find a cure. When it comes to racism, it's up to the people to spread the opposite to it. And uh, I don't know much, but on this, I know that I'm right. I don't know if it will ever take place, 
and it's not my job to convince people to like it, but I do take it as a responsibility that it's my job to let people know that it's there. That's what I want. Well, I think I think you've done an amazing job, and you know what, David? Even the fact that you are bringing awareness to racism to all of the schools is making a huge, huge change. And I know um, it was just a couple of weeks ago that I had a guest on my show, and he was talking about, you know, how we can fight, you know, the bullies that exist. And it was amazing that my daughter that morning um, was talking about what she had learned in school, how they have the school psychologist come in and talk to the whole class about the negative impact of bullying. And I'm sure, you know, um, I wonder if racism comes up. It probably does to some degree. But they really are being proactive to teach the children. I mean, my daughter's in kindergarten to teach the children at a very young age that it's so much nicer to be nice as opposed to the negative environment and having negative feelings towards somebody that yeah. is truly innocent. So yeah, I, I like to... Uh, mm -hmm. Go on. A great job. No, I think you've done a great job with that. So, no, um, I, I, I thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. One thing with children, if... Uh, there's any educators listening to your show? I know it goes on a long time. Uh, well, two things with children. One, uh, one, unfortunately, it only takes a few to ruin it for many. Whether it's a classroom, a locker room, or a boardroom, you know, you could have 20 people, 30 people, everything's great. All it takes is one bad attitude. School's got to do something a little better with that. They can't let the one bratty kid or the one kid ruin it for everyone. Uh, you know, that, that's something that, that they, they, they just, we got to put a stop to that. It's been going on forever. And the other thing with children, uh, people talk about needing stuff. But more important than needing stuff is everyone needs to be needed. Everybody needs to know that they matter. There's too many people who think they don't matter for many reasons. Every, everyone matters. We all matter. And the way to do that with children, I know they do it in the elementary school, but it seems that they stop it in middle school, and they should make a concentrated effort not to stop it, even if it's the worst kid. But if we're going to get the best out of our kids, make them responsible for a younger kid, whether it be reading with them, whether it be an activity with them, have the sixth graders with the third graders. Now, like I said, a lot of elementary schools do that, but then they seem to stop it. But if someone, whether it's a child or an adult, feels that they're needed and feels that they matter and have an impact on people. Oh, absolutely. So when it comes to children, uh, it, it, it's almost, it needs to be instilled that make programs that the older kids work with the younger kids, even if I they got to so work right. with middle schools and elementary schools. Uh, I, 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 I believe that would help so much. No, you're so right, and that goes into the fact that mentoring is so, so important, and I agree with you 100%. Mentoring starting at such a young age, it, it's a win-win situation for everybody involved. I know that I'm getting my child involved. You know, it's so important to keep the children reading during the summer so they don't have a setback, and I'm involved with our local library, and they're going to set my son up with a reading buddy, and the reading buddy gets credit for school. The reading buddy is going to feel great about himself. My son will feel great, and it's so important. It's a win-win. So
right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, with your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and I have David Gustin on the line, and David's done an amazing job. Our first segment today, he talked about how he invented the everything bagel. Our second segment, he talked all about... um, Learn, which is a foundation that he, you know, started to help end racism. And now our third segment today is going to be more business-oriented, where we're going to really talk about how David came up with the idea of his 516ads.com and 631ads.com business. So welcome back to Paying It Forward, David. Uh, thank you for having me again, Josephine. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. Thank you so much. Great. You're doing a great job. So, David, tell us, how did you get started with 516ads and 631ads? Uh, actually, the way it got started is uh, uh, I, I started working for a bit for a mortgage company, uh, just doing processing for them. And uh, uh, the person who ran the company, uh, their franchise owner, was uh, going to uh, uh, build a website for them. And they gave me, you know, uh, my boss there knew I was a little bit creative. And I actually uh, started, uh, I, I created the name just 516 Loans for them, uh, 516 Loans for them. And I was uh, working with a web designer also brought in by the boss. So I was going to give them the content and come up with it. And, and the other person was building the site. After I came up with five one six loan, I just started well, David, going. Well, through... David, let's 
Let's tell everybody that 516 and 631 are the two area codes for Long Island. Just yeah, there's only two of them, and uh, there's yeah. only two of them, and we have them both. And uh, we actually took all the area codes for New York City, uh, and we just keep uh, for New York State, but we just keep them in our pocket for now. But we work with 516ads and 631ads.com. Uh, as soon okay, as they right. came up with, as soon as we came up with the name. I knew those were special names. And then really what I wanted to do is uh, I held on to them for a while and didn't do anything. But I got back in touch with this web person. She was telling me about a directory someone built, and she was like, what do you think? And uh, that led me to wanting to build in this case because what we're doing here could be done anywhere in the country. But it does have to so be done right. More. Yeah, David, I know what it is, but let's um, tell our listeners exactly what is 516 as an extreme one at. Well, in the Long Island community, it's meant to be a Long Island resource built by Long Island business owners. You know, there's big media conglomerates that run everything. It's so expensive. It's too expensive. It costs thousands of dollars for the day. So on one end, I'm like, okay, we'll build our own resource. If we were going to build our own resource, we call it 516ads and 631ads.com here in Long Island. How would we do it? Well, we'd help businesses better get their name out there. That's where the money comes from. Help businesses in a variety of ways. Help them build websites. Help them better brand themselves. Come up with taglines. Help them package themselves better. Maybe just inspire them by giving them quality info. Anything we could do to bring their company value. So that was one end of it. The term we use is igniting business. I hope I hope people around the country are listening to this. Advertising, that's about placing an ad and waiting for things to happen. Igniting business, that's about using multiple tools on and off the web, getting out there and making things happen. Whether someone's in New York or someone's in California or someone's in Wyoming, man, they could do that. But what made our thing different is this. We are talking before about negativity, and the media bombards us with it because that's what they think goes to people's eyes. Well, on one end, we right. wanted to ignite business, but on the other end, we call it goodness speaking up. In a world where hate makes headlines, goodness needs to speak up. So we just can't make a good newspaper. That wouldn't work. But if you can ignite business and everyone pays their fair share, and that's where the money comes from, yeah, then you could raise awareness and collect supplies for charities in your community seamlessly. And uh, at first, I must say, people weren't sure about me, like who's going on, what's going on. But, man, over time in Long Island, there's been a wonderful mushrooming effect. People see it sure. for what it is, and, and they love it. We got more votes well, than the best website. Well, you do so much. Yeah, you do so much for the community, David, and I know I recently attended one of your networking events, and I think you, you're you just brilliant at the whole concept that you came up with. So you came up with your directory, which allows local business owners to place ads uh, with you and anybody who's a business owner or who you know, can go to that directory if they need help with their website. There's somebody always advertising in website in every aspect of your business, and I think it's really, really great. But do you want to tell us a little bit about how you started to create networking events? Uh, yes, I'm glad you asked me, and uh, I hopefully I don't lose my thought. In fact, I'm going to say that thought first. Ads and, direct, 
ads and directory listings, there's a million sites like that. What makes what's going on here special is a different stuff. The networking events that you just mentioned, bringing people together. You know, since the web came around, everyone talks about the web, and the web is nice and has its place, and I wouldn't be able to do what I do without it. But for a lot of people, the web is a lazy way to work. It's easy to send out an email to a 1,000 people on your list than it is to make a phone call to the people you really got to reach. It's easy to post a thing on Facebook and fool yourself into working instead of canvassing and working with stores. So the first networking event I ever went to, I didn't get into this to start networking. I didn't even really know about it, but I attended one. I actually sat on the opposite side of the event and just watched it for a while, the people mingling and everything. And uh, after an hour or so, I just went in, and after attending events for a few months, I said, hey, I could do this. And uh, little did I know, people think, seem to think we do it well, bringing people together, creating warmth, introducing people to each other that have synergies. Man, uh, when I look at business and success, this is what I think. Individual greatness, be a great teammate. It's up to everyone to make their business great. No one could do it for them. But their own family who might love it might want to do it for them, but they can't. Everyone got to make their own business great. But if you can make your own business great, and then team up with other professionals who are good at what they do and have synergies yeah. with them, there's an incredible mushrooming effect that cannot be calculated in statistics and hits and all that kind of stuff. Relationship building, referral building. Uh, I think you're you, so right about that, David. And, you know, I just want to say one thing about the networking, how crucial and how important it is, because I know our mutual friend, Mike Diaz, you know, he's the Cub Scout um, master of the um, Boy Scouts. You know, my sons are Cub Scouts, and I'm the leader there. And it's kind of funny. When I was talking to Mike, we had so much going on. It was just a couple of weeks ago, and um, Mike had mentioned that he was going to, you know, your networking event. And I had gotten an email, and I said to him, you know, Mike, maybe we should just go. Meanwhile, I had to jump through hoops, David, to get all of my kids to their sports events, you know, their practices, to have the babysitter for the younger one. It was crazy. And I looked at Mike, and I was like, oh, my gosh. We, it was up to the last minute just to get out that night to get to that event. And I have to tell you, it's so important to get out and do it because I was standing up there as you were talking and you were giving your speech, but to look around that room and realize that they were just everyday entrepreneurs who worked really, really hard and made and created successful businesses. And you know who comes to mind, David? Um, Teresa from Teresa Cleaner. Yep, yep. You know, she's got a multi, you know, she has a million-dollar business now. Maybe it's multi, I'm not sure, but I know it's a million-dollar business. And started from the basement of her home and, and worked and, really hard and do a great job, and look what she built. But what a great story that her sister was dying of cancer, and her sister did pass away from cancer, and how, you know, she she wanted to give back to the community, and how she has her own business cleaning homes, but she goes and gives back to the community by cleaning the homes of people who have cancer. And, I mean, I just have goosebumps thinking about that. But 
you know, I had a conversation with her, you know, later on after you, you gave your speech and everything, and I was just, like, looking at her in awe that she truly has made the difference in hundreds of lives. Because I just know for myself, David, as a woman, you're sitting in your house, and I've got my whole routine to keep everything organized. But imagine if your body is shutting down, you're exhausted, and you've got to look at the dust piling up. I know that would drive me crazy. And she alleviates all of that to bring peace in the lives of people that have cancer. And I think it's a wonderful thing. And, you know, by you having those networking events, her story gets out. And I just think it's so important. Yeah, she's a wonderful example, uh, not just for Long Islanders, but people everywhere. Uh, even using Teresa as an example, uh, she cleans those homes for free. She's built up her company. Uh, yet, when it comes to the cleaning industry, her newsletter was voted number one in the country. You know, for her industry, you know, she gets out there. Uh, she she mixes the web with the warmth. You know what we were saying. Uh, she's met the president, uh, being a New York State small business owner winner. You know, for a small business of the year award type of thing, and uh, just as example of the networking. You know, you. You were at that event that night. And while most businesses are small business owners, remember, the government counts a small business of people of 500 employees or less. There's actually a new term being used called micro-businesses, which actually the government should probably pay attention to because most small business owners, if someone has a business of 500, that's no small business to the regular person. You got more and more people working out of their house, uh, micro-businesses. Uh, but while you saw small businesses, and like I said, you were there, you saw the owner of the hotel chain be very, yeah. not just an owner of a hotel chain, a man spearheading an effort to raise $25 million for a hospital there, too. So there was a beautiful thing of regular small business owners, so many people being altruistic with their own charities, and yet a big businessman who likes what he saw. Uh, I did learn one thing about working with charities when I first started. I was so excited to tell people about it. was at like one of my first events, and it was an event for nonprofits. And I was so excited about the autism charity that I wanted to speak about. But I was about the 15th person to go out of 50. But by the time it got to me, I saw people passionate about the other charities, whether it be Alzheimer's or cancer or, or so many different things. And I learned right there that, man, there's so many people doing good stuff. <laughs> you know, we only yeah, learn about the bad, but all these people have that passion. And that's, yes. that's what led me to use 516 ads to promote all different charities across Long Island. Well, and, uh, this, is, this is great. <laughs> we're going to take a break and we're going to be back with five great business tips from David Gustafson. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective, all 
all must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 central here on toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have our guest, Dave Augustus. So, David, on our last segment of Paying It Forward, I always allow the guests the opportunity to tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you. And then right after that, we're going to get on to our five great business tips that you have for us. So tell us, David, how do we get in touch with you? Um, best way to reach us is visit our website, 516ads.com, 516ads.com. And uh, if anyone likes to email me, we keep it simple. Uh, I'm David at 516ads.com. Okay, perfect. All right, so, David, let's start with um, your first business tip of the show. Yeah, the first business tip is a quote. You don't have to be great to get started. But you got to get started to be great. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Man, there's business people out there, and everyone's waiting for, especially entrepreneurs, people, youngsters, kids come out of school, anyone who tries to do something on their own. They want all the pieces to be perfectly in place. They're never perfectly in place. But, man, get started and, and go from there. So that's my you first know what, one, David, that quote. <laughs> I think that is so, so smart. And I remember being at a conference and somebody was giving um, a presentation, and she said, just make it good enough. And it's really, really hard for a lot of us <laughs> type 1A personalities. I'll speak for myself. It's hard to get something out if it's not 100%, if it's not perfect, if every I is not dotted. Um, but you know what? I've learned it's really, really important. Timing is everything, so it does not have to be 100% perfect. Just get the wheels moving as long as it's good enough. So I, I agree with you. I think that's a great business tip, Dave. Yeah, so that's the first one. Uh, you know, the next one, hey, uh, it starts with everyone's hard work, determination, quality, product, and service. 
you know, you talk to most marketing people, they talk about ideas. You got to get on Facebook. You got to get on Twitter. You got to do all this stuff. Come on. Like I tell people, this ain't sleepaway camp. This is the real deal. Starts where you're doing a great job. Uh, hopefully, people are doing something that they love. If you're not doing something that you love, you might be able to do it for a while. You might even be able to make money doing it for a few years. But you're not, it probably won't have substance to it. It probably won't maintain itself. So if people can follow their passion, that's a wonderful thing to do. But uh, do a great job. Uh, the next thing is there's a good news for everybody. Not many things go down in price, but the price of marketing and advertising, I know here on Long Island, but I'm pretty certain all over the country, that's gone down. Twenty years ago, we didn't have that many choices, whether it be the local yellow pages, the local newspaper, the local uh, publication, whether it's called the Penny Saver, the Town Crier, radio stations. Everything was very expensive, actually too expensive. It was always a gamble at best. But but now, everyone has the, the, they, they can make, they, we should all want to become our own CBSs, our own ABCs, our website, yeah. our own stations. Our website gives us the opportunity to develop our own thing. So on the web. Yeah, you're so right. David, you know what? Another thing that's so important with the Internet, the way it is today, we, the small guys, are able to compete with the big guys. And years ago, just to think, we could never do that. It's amazing. And um, it's so important. I am a big believer in social media. Um, I've had several guests on, David, for a couple of years now. And at first, I was a little skeptical of the whole process because it is time-consuming, but it's amazing the amount of um, the amount of information that I've gotten from it, but the contacts that I've made with huge corporations that would have taken me months to try to get in touch with them had I had to write a letter and send information about is Now, when I go to big trade shows and I meet with buyers, I can actually tweet those buyers directly and get a response in a matter of minutes. So it truly is amazing that we as small business owners can compete with the big guys out there as well. Oh, uh, you know, most definitely. We, we all have the opportunity. Uh, it needs to be used right, and the reality is every person's different. If you use Facebook wrong, it could cause you more harm than good. Don't be a sure. person and go play Mafia Wars on Facebook and then complain that you're not busy. Uh, don't right. be a business person and put up negative stuff on Facebook. You know, you could uh, you could have 100 clients, you love them all, but you could throw up on Facebook, uh, can't these people pay their bills? And all the 100 that you love, they think you're talking about them. So, it, 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 you know, for real business, it's more than just the big things. It's how you're using them. Use them smart. Use them correctly. You know, of course, keep them positive. I know we're running out of time, and you asked for five tips, and I might not even read them exactly how I wrote them, but that's just another okay. tip for people. Away from that stage that you see me on and away from talking, I'm much closer to being a quiet guy than an outspoken guy. But the reason I mention that is this, and to whoever's listening to your show, hey, man, when it comes to business, sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone. We have to put ourselves out there. A lot of people we know, you're probably like that. I don't like asking people for money. I don't like everything I like. I don't like talking about myself, really. But, man, if you want to achieve in business, 
You got to put your stuff out there. You got to get out of your comfort zone, and you can't be afraid to give it your all. Sort of like, what are you waiting for, you know, to give the world your best? We ain't waiting for nothing. And if you want you to succeed in business, you can't wait for nothing. Give the yeah, world your you're best. You're so smart, go David, for when it. you say to get out of your comfort zone, because I know a lot of times for myself, when I do step out of the comfort zone, I see movement in my business. And it's not, uh, you step out of your comfort zone, you see the movement, then all of a sudden what was uncomfortable to you before becomes the norm for you. And if Absolutely. you keep forcing yourself to get yeah. out of that comfort zone, you are taking baby steps, but you're going up, 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 and your business, you know, you're closer to getting where you want to go. People need to create activity. What, are you going to sit in your retail store and wait for people to come in? You know, people to do their own or as retail. got to create activity. Make action in your store. Make events. Make things going on. Have people coming to your place. All business should make a concentrated effort yeah. to create smart business activity. Smart yeah. business You're activity. So- You just joggled something in my mind, David, and it goes back like 20 years ago, I guess. Gosh, a long time ago. But it was when I helped start a research boutique, and my partner was sitting there, and it was like the first month that we started doing business. And he looked at me, and he goes, the phones aren't ringing. And I turned to him, and I said, you know, it's up to us to make the phones ring. And as you create that movement and start making phone calls, then people are returning the calls back. Of course, that was before the internet. <laughs> but um, anyway, the movement is super, super important. So, if, all if, right. you can, if, if you can make yourself businesses too, if they can make themselves easy to remember, what matters about this is this. People who have had their business for a long time, they don't want their identity changed. So I get that. But that doesn't mean a business can't have smart tools working for them. A place like American Express, everyone knows them, but they also own the car.com. They own booming.com. So they have little entities on them. One of my first jobs or businesses that I opened was an employment agency. 20 years ago, it cost $1,000 to take an ad out, or a little ad classified in the New York Times and the help wanted. I didn't have that kind of money, nor did I want to spend it for one day. Man, I just put in, like, secretary dial a job, you know, and the phone number. Uh. My point is, people, man, sometimes less is more. The more you put in, the more reason you give people to exclude themselves because they'll read a 100 things that they could do, but they'll see the one thing that they can't, and then they'll say, oh, that's not for me. But whether it be a name like 516 Ads, whether it be something like Dial a Job, I implore any financial people who are listening, buyyourname.com. Even if you For don't sure. use it, if you because a few things happen. One, if you're a financial person, you put your name out there. First of all, you're putting your name out there. Second of all, it shows that you're not hiding anything because anyone who wants to hide anything wouldn't put their name on the line. Another reason, better to own your name than someone else owning it. But these are just examples if you want to stand out from the crowd and put yourself out there. But that's so important, David. That was a great point. So important. Everybody should own their name.com. So, um, all right. So that was four business tips. And, David, we're going to wrap up with your final business tip. Uh, my final business tip, 
Uh, surround yourself with hard-working, hard-working people. Surround yourself with people who make things happen. Me and you met at a networking event. We met through hard-working people. Me and you hit it off. Uh, you, you know what I talk about, this mushrooming effect. So business people can't surround themselves with another, enough hard-working people. doesn't mean you'll work it out with everyone and get along with everyone, but surprisingly, you will be able to do stuff with a lot of people. And there is, as I said earlier in the interview, an incredible mushrooming effect uh, that cannot quantify it. And if the music comes back before it cuts us off, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Uh, you do wonderful work. And uh, who knows, maybe next year you'll have me on your show again or something. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to do that, David. You know what? Our mutual friend, Mike Diaz, I'm going to um, – we're going to try to schedule up uh, a show for him to come on. He's working on some amazing stuff. And um, Craig Duswall, who has um, a lot to do with the Toginet radio station, is a good friend of Mike's, which was a pure coincidence that, it, you know, it's just a small world. We'll just leave it at that. But it's really, really interesting how many things he's working on. And what I had suggested this morning is I'd love for Mike to come on so we can see him in the beginning phase. And then we'll have him back on later on and to see how much he's you know, he's working on a book. He's got, he's an amazing chef. So we're going to hear all about Mike Diaz very shortly. I promise everyone. Man, I might have 15 but once seconds. Again, David, I just want to thank you so much mm-hmm. for being a part of Paying It Forward. Tell the listeners one more time how they can get in touch with you, David. Uh, they could visit our website, uh, 516ads.com. Uh, that's once again 516ads.com, uh, proudly representing uh, Long Island, New York. And of course, they could email me at david at uh, 516ads.com. Do I have 10 seconds for one last comment or no? You could throw Absolutely. me off. Absolutely. You got it, David. Man, Go one ahead. last comment. Just like you and someone else, I know what, what I love most besides my children is, man, I love America. And we've all been so spoiled over these years because everything gets taken for granted because everything came so easy. But one thing our country needs, and we all know it, it's almost like we need a light, a match lit underneath our butt to, to get an attitude going uh, of starting to work hard again, knowing that we've got to work hard for things and use our wonderful yep. creativity and spirit that we and have, and I hope great. we can do that. Very good. David Gustin, thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward, and to all my listeners, have a wonderful, productive week, and I'll see you again next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jarasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 